You're listening to the Agony Column News Report, trashotroncom agony. The new book by Stephen Cutler is Stealing Fire. Thank you for joining me, Steve. Thanks for having me. This is a book about ecstasis, its long history, and its great present use. Tell us about the earliest instance of ecstasis stealing that you mentioned in the book. Yeah, we, we, we dated back all the way to uh, to the Greeks, which is is the first time, you know, we see somebody sort of risking their lives for a, the kind of performance benefits brought on by altered states of consciousness, which, you know, it seems like a strange thing to risk your life for. But actually, this has got a long history and, it, you know, dates all the way back to the Greeks. You talk about um, the incredible uh, variety of perceptions of this kind of state of mind. It runs, we find it in the Navy SEALs and in our tech icons out at Burning Man. That's a pretty wide uh, gap there. Well, it's a huge, I mean, it's a huge spectrum. I think what we're looking at is, you know, a, a $4 trillion underground revolution, people hacking consciousness to improve performance. It unites a massive amount of disparate tribes. Right? That was the sort of the point of the book is, we wanted soccer moms with yoga practices, action adventure sport athletes using extreme sports to kind of alter their consciousness. The 44% of American companies that are rolling out mindfulness-based, you know, stress reduction programs. You know, the biohacking crowd who are altering their brainwaves with electrodes. They're all doing the same thing neurobiologically. So, we, you know, we, it's a huge revolution. We're trying to unite a whole bunch of different groups who never realized they were doing the same thing before. Uh, there are four signature characteristics of this um, state. So let's talk about the first, which is selflessness. And it's a little, it's not just um, not being selfish. It's turning off that monkey mind. Yeah, that's where the term, um, these are these are ecstatic states. It comes from the Greek word ecstasis, which means to stand outside myself, to stand beyond normal waking consciousness. It happens because the part of the brain that generates our sense of self gets shut down in these experiences. So we have that selfless, you know, experiences. The eye behind the eye disappears. And after that, we experience a sense of timelessness. And you talk about Philip Zimbardo uh, suggested that a sense of timelessness can change our behavior for the better. Yeah, Stanford professor Philip Zimbardo says that, you know, for the same reason, self disappears, right? The part of the brain that calculates time shuts down in these states. And as a result, we sort of pop up to, I mean, you know, the, the Greeks used kairos for sacred time, chronos for clock time, right? Sacred time is a sense of timelessness of being beyond time. It's what happens when past, present, and future combine to that eternal moment that now stretches out forever. But when that starts to happen, we get a very, very profound shift in perspective. And as Stanford professor Philip Zimbardo, who studied this extensively, points out, it can have a massive long-term effect on our lives. Now, if altered states can quiet our inner critic and timelessness lets us pause our hectic lives, the sense of effortlessness can propel us past the limits of our normal motivation. Effortlessness is the third experience that shows up in these states. It happens because the body gets flooded by kind of performance-enhancing, pleasure-producing neurochemicals. It's, it's a huge spike in motivation, right? In studies, we see motivation, productivity goes up 500% in these states. It's because you're being flooded with addictive neurochemistry. These states are, 
combine you know, the most potent neurochemicals the brain can produce. You get six of them at once. And it appears that these states are the only time you get all six at once. So they're the most pleasurable states on earth, right? They do. We don't use the word addictive. Chick sent me high, me high, chick sent me high. The psychologist who discovered flow or coined the term flow used autotelic, it's a fancy Greek word. It means an end in itself. But what it really means is like once an experience starts producing these neurochemicals, we're going to go out of our way to get more of it. And what we're going to get, we'll get more and more because of, of this uh, feeling of richness that we experience in this state. Yeah, that's probably the most significant part. All of, in, in these states, in these ecstatic states, um, all the brain's information processing machinery gets significantly amplified. So, you know, the Greeks, the other half of the definition of ecstasis was to stand outside myself and be filled with divine inspiration. Now, today, we, we don't use the word divine inspiration anymore. We know that actually... It's heightened information processing in the brain, but we talk about it as insight and intuition, right? These things go through the roof in these experiences. Uh, we're making advances in four areas, psychology, neurobiology, pharmacology, and technology. All of these, it's interesting because this book demonstrates four approaches. Yeah, so those, you know, we're looking at the kind of the ecstatic space range of the altered state spectrum, right? These these specific things and the and the four domains that sort of surround these experiences, psychology, technology, neurobiology, and pharmacology, we call them the four forces for ecstasis, they're all accelerating wildly. Essentially, they've all become information technologies. And Ray Kurzweil, who's head of engineering at Google, figured out back in the nineties that once something becomes an information technology, it jumps on the back of Moore's Law, right? Which says our computers get twice as fast every year and a half. Well all of these things are accelerating quickly. They're accelerating exponentially. So we are, what this is allowing us to do is for a really long time, these were weird, mysterious, strange states. We didn't understand them. They were ineffable. But now we can tune them with increasing precision. We understand what's going on under the hood. We can get access to them nearly on demand. We can bring them to scale. This is a real, this is a real shift. I've been speaking with Stephen Kotler. His new book is Stealing Fire. Thank you for joining me, Stephen. Rick, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. You're listening to the Agony Column News Report, trashotroncom slash agony.